Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This is a remarkable, remarkable young woman, and joining us on the program... And I'm sure he hasn't gotten a lot of sleep, uh, certainly not last night, is Michael Downey. He's the president and CEO of Tennis Canada. Michael, thank you very much for taking the time. Uh, I, I, I would imagine you didn't get much sleep. Uh, no, not at all, actually. It was, I was lucky enough to be down there and get it live. And uh, we were out last night, and we hooked up with Bianca and, and her team, and it was just very, very special. These are the, these are the type of things that are uh, so special in life, and especially for this young girl who's only 19 years of age. What did she have to say last night, you know, as the victory was sinking in an hour or two or three afterward? Well, it's amazing how, as you said, she just is uh, so together, always. And uh, she was obviously emotionally tired, physically tired, but she had her act together. And I thought all her interviews, she just showed that composure. But, you know, she's always thanking her parents. She thanks Tennis Canada. She thanks the other coaches that are support her through the years. So she's obviously got phenomenally good values because she's so rooted in that regard. But uh, And she's looking forward. Like, this is a lady that, uh, while she was obviously taking advantage of the moment and celebrating, she was looking ahead to what's coming down the route because uh, she's now uh, four year-to-date, ranked four in the world year-to-date. And if she stays in the top eight, she'll be competing at the year-end championships in China for another five and a half million U.S. dollars for the winner. Wow. It's amazing. And she would probably go into that tournament as, if not the favorite, one of the favorites. Absolutely. And Serena will be there. She's fifth right now. So uh, it'll be <laughs> tough competition. But when you've won, you know, I, I, I've actually forgotten. I think she's won something like 23 or 24 straight matches that she didn't have to pull out because of injury. And she's something like 45 and 4 on the year. So there's no doubt she would go into that year-end event as one of the favorites because, uh, well, after beating Serena yesterday, she's now 8-0 and this year against top 10 players, which is just unheard of for someone 19 years of age. It's phenomenal. And when you consider the pressure she would have been under or, you know, you would anticipate she would have been under, certainly over the last four or five days as she went through the quarters and the semis and then the final, for her to be as composed as she uh, is, clearly is, and, and there was something, Michael, that I heard her say, and I'm sure all of us heard it, and and we're always saying that young people, you know, you, you need to have um, uh, sort of a peer positive influence, and when I heard her say to a reporter, to an interviewer, uh, about herself, I never quit, that to me is the essence of Bianca Andrescu. I, it, she, she has the talent, she has the skills, but I never quit told me who she is yeah it, it it surely does she's got unbelievable fight and uh, but the other thing i think we we need to realize about bianca this is a very rooted young girl who's been influenced by her mother and father but in this case i think more her mother mm -hmm. she's really deeply into meditation she's really deeply into what she calls visioning so she knows how to handle these moments because i think she just trains her mind to actually manage the, the the pressure in a very, very unique way. And uh, there's no doubt we're seeing the results of it on court. You know, we, we, we're, we're told it's the first time that a Canadian has won a slam event. Okay, fair enough. Slam um, singles. Slam singles. Like, like doubles, Daniel Nestor's won many slam doubles right. titles. 
so has Gabby Dabrowski in doubles. We never won a singles Grand Slam. Milos lost the Wimbledon final back in 2006, and Jeannie lost it in or 2016, and Jeannie lost it in 2014, I believe. So Bianca is the first one to win singles in Grand Slam. You know, and, and, and you think about that, but then you also think about it within the context of somebody who a year ago was somewhere around number 200 in the world, and having that short period of time come as far as she's come. I wonder if there is precedent for that. Well, there probably is. If we check the record books, there's probably very few cases where someone has gone from, it was actually worse than 200. It was, you know, probably 250. And now she sits uh, five in the world, four in the year-to-date race. It is amazing. But I will tell you, she finished last year strong, but it was on the challenger circuit. That's like the, the, the lead into the the WTA event. She mm-hmm. finished strong. She got healthy. And uh, we knew she could start the year off strong. And, and that's what happened. She she lost in the final in New Zealand. Then she qualified in the Aussie Open, won a couple rounds, won a tournament in California, and then won Indian Wells, and we were on our way. But I think one of the key points with this run is not only has she won Indian Wells, she won the Rogers Cup in Toronto, and now she's won the U.S. Open, but she actually missed a couple months of the season with pretty serious shoulder problems. So the fact that she's come back from facing that adversity and winning at this level also just adds to her mystique and she now has a mystique this is a this is a young woman that no one will want to see on their side of the draw in any upcoming uh, uh tournaments you know when you say she she didn't play for three three months um she missed wimbledon entirely right yes she did she missed the entire grass court circuit she played no hardcore events prior to the Toronto Rogers Cup. So she came in. We didn't know until two weeks before the Rogers Cup whether she was going to play. And she actually started rehabbing tennis in what we call kids' tennis with foam red balls. Like when she started two, three weeks before the Rogers Cup, she wasn't really hitting a normal tennis ball. Uh, it just shows again the the resiliency of this young woman. Yeah, I was wondering. I mean, just sort of thinking uh, uh, off the cuff here. Had she been well enough to participate at Wimbledon, she might have won that one too. Absolutely. Like there's there's no doubt about it because of her record. Like when you're 45 wins and four <laughs> losses, that's incredible. You know, she has more hard court wins than any other WTA player this year. So there's no doubt. Because she's won all these back-to-back tournaments, she easily, not easily, she would have been a favorite for Wimbledon as well. She would have been a favorite for Roland Garros, but she ended up pulling out in the second, uh, her second match because her shoulder was aching. Now, what does this do for, for, Can- for tennis in Canada? I would imagine that starting, if not already, then starting tomorrow, there's going to be a lineup of kids all across the country wanting to start playing tennis. Absolutely. Like, and it's been happening all, you know, it, we're lucky enough to be part of a sport that has been growing by double digits over the last 10 years anyway. And it has a lot to do with the inspiration that Milos Ronic, Jeannie Bouchard, Vasek Pospisil, Dennis Felix, Daniel Nestor, like the bevy of Canadians doing well in international is what's driving the inspiration, which convinces people to uh, become fans and then hopefully pick up a racket. But there's no doubt 
the fact that she's won the U.S. Open, it will take it to another level. You know, I was driving back uh, in a cab from the airport today, and you see all the newspaper stands, and they've got a front picture. You know, the Toronto Star said Queen Bee today. The coverage is going to be immense, and that all that's going to do is ignite a ton of young young women, young girls, probably some young boys that want to be Bianca. And they're going to say, Dad and Mom, can we go out and get a racket and hit a ball? Or if I'm already doing it, the weather's good today, can we go to a park court? And, and we know that happens. This is why we invest as an organization in high performance, because results at the highest level are the best marketing to get people to play the sport. It wasn't so long ago, Michael, that if Canada, when Canada was participating in the Davis Cup, if we got through the first round, or if we showed reasonably well in the first round, we were thinking pretty good. Absolutely, and times have changed now. Well, big like, time. On the men's side, we're going to Madrid in November at the World Championships. We're one of 18 countries. We have a decent chance. Like, you know, when you've got Felix and Dennis and Milos and Vasek on your team, if they're all healthy and they're all ready, we have a chance to create some damage there. And that, that wouldn't have happened 10 years ago because you've got to have depth to win these team events. And we, we're seeing it now on the Fed Cup side, on the women's side. Like, we'll compete against Switzerland in Switzerland in February. It'll be a rematch of Bianca versus Benchik, the young lady that she beat in the semifinals. And, and we're getting the depth there with Gabby Dabrowski and the young girl from Montreal, Layla Fernandez, more than capable of playing on the Fed Cup level. So it's going to be very exciting on the team side because I really do believe in the next few years, Canada can, could win Davis Cup and could win Fed Cup. And I will say, I was lucky enough, I was leading British tennis three year, four years ago uh, when Britain won Davis Cup. And it is magical what it can do to inspire a nation. So we've seen it with Bianca winning the U.S. Open yesterday. I think that Davis Cup and Fed Cup are coming down the route. But you know what? There's another slam in Australia for all these Canadians to compete at. And one in France in, in May and one in Wimbledon in June. It's going to be a circuit because the reality is they're young. Felix is 19, Bianca is 19, and Dennis is only 20, being the elder statesman of that young breed <laughs> coming up. Well, what's so remarkable uh, about uh, Bianca, let me come back to her and finish up with her, Michael, is that she's also, from what we can see, from what we gather, from what we hear, from what we know, a really good person, too. Absolutely. This is a, you know, we talked about her composure, but I would also say her values are, are just immense. And it comes from her the way she's been raised. Her parents are demanding, as they should be, because they want the support uh, for, for Bianca, especially to make sure she can face uh, a risk of injury. But they're reasonable. And that's Bianca. And uh, she's just so rooted. You know, at the end of the day, she lives, she lives in Vaughan with her parents. They're a very close family unit. And she's just a joy to actually work with, and our coaches would say that. And quite frankly, I would say her parents are, are very easy to work with as well because we know they're committed to her, but they're also reasonable. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you as well, and congratulations to everyone, to you and everyone at Tennis Canada because you're the ones who are leading the effort. You're the ones who are doing a lot of the legwork and, and are the structure behind the, uh, the, the players and now we're going to see more and more victories, which is going to get the whole country energized. So great job on everybody's behalf. Thank you so much, Michael.
Thank you for the accolades, but there's a lot of other people across Canada that contribute to the success of these young players. We're more of a facilitator, and I want to make sure the credit is given to, to a wide group of people. Thank All right. you. Thank you for the time today. Bye. Michael Downey, the president and CEO of Tennis Canada. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.